Welcome, BitPickers, to episode 17 of BitPicking, the software engineering podcast. I am Mark. I am Greg. Hello, Greg. Hello, Mark. This week, we are, why are we talking like robots? I guess it's on the record. It's difficult to say I'm Mark, clearly, because I've got you've got two M's, two M's buffered together. Yeah. I think we need to change it up. What would it be instead? This is Mark. Y- you're Mark. <laughs> you're Greg. Yeah, I don't know. This week, listeners, we are going to talk about process, everyone's favourite subject. Uh, why does process exist? What level of process is appropriate? And who the heck at Valve is working on Half-Life 3? Let's go. Right then, Mark. So the thing that's on my mind is, what is the right level of process? You know, how do you go from the, um, the principles uh, that you want to sort of instill in a team some at some point they need to be codified or embodied in a process but you do too much of that and then the principles get lost and now you're just following a process uh, for the sake of it you know and i'll give you a good example so that we've got something to start with please do um it involves the word jira but i don't want everyone to switch off <laughs> any issue collecting tool can be inserted <laughs> yeah um but i think most teams use some kind of tool to to um, represent their issues and and then there's some workflow around that. Um, so I often hit a situation where somebody is working on one issue um, and then along the way they find something else. Um, and sometimes that something else is trivial. But the process says that you should complete the task you're doing, um, raise another issue for the other ticket or the other thing, put that on the backlog, and then in the process that will get prioritised on its own. Yeah. Sometimes I get frustrated with this because I think when they're trivial and when the developer or the person who's found it knows that they're trivial, yeah. I sometimes think, just slide it in. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then it gets even worse because then sometimes you end up where, well, I can't put it under that ticket because if you're following like branch-based development, my branch is on ticket, you know, app yeah. 1216, this isn't related to that. So now they would create another branch, but that doesn't have a ticket representation. Uh-huh. I mean, you can see where I'm going now. Yeah. But this yeah. is a real situation I've been in, you know, where people are tripping over themselves because the process doesn't allow them, or uh-huh. so they believe, to to just fix this spelling mistake. Yeah, or yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe a spelling mistake probably wouldn't happen, but you get the point. So what, you know... I think you have to consider what's the value in all of that what is the value that someone gets out of having another ticket that represents that spelling mistake? Mm. Uh, and are you, are you saying that they, they perceive that there's a value and therefore I'm saying that even, even though I don't, they should, I said, yeah, I'm saying, what I'm saying different, different people may perceive different, right, okay. different values to that as a developer. I probably do not perceive much value in having to go and raise a ticket for this quick little thing that I'm just going to fix and check in. But there may be value further on down the line to someone, if someone's acting as a release manager, for example, and needs to know what's in there, that might have value to them that that process is followed. You know, the, the... the process has come from somewhere, right? Mm. At some point, someone has sat down and gone, 
And therefore, this is the process that we follow. It's not always obvious where it's come from or why that bit of the process exists. Yeah. And, and in fact, I'd, I'd probably say it's often long been forgotten and is long redundant that that, <laughs> that bit of the process exists. Yeah. Um, so um, so uh, being on top of what's the value to people in, in doing these things is important. See also time recording, for example. Yeah, that's a good one. Which is, is a, a classic devs, you know, in fact, not just devs, someone like me saying, oh, I don't, why do I need to do this? Yeah, yeah. And especially if it's a painful process and I've known time recording systems it does that seem to be the, painful 10 rocks. Yeah. <laughs> it does seem to be that it's like the hardest thing in the world to design yeah. a decent time recording oh, well, system. Do you know what? Can I, can I insert an advert? As soon as the last episode was sponsored by Monzo. Um, <laughs> yeah, go for it. Um, uh, at my current place, we use something called Nikabot, N-I-K-A-B-O-T, and it integrates with Slack. And at five o'clock every day, on Slack it says, "Hi, what did you do today?" And it gives you a drop down, and you choose. And, you and is that drop down like the current priorities, like that you've sort of? Told uh, well, it's everything. But if you log the same time to the same project, um, like you know, a few days in a row, it'll go, "Hey." You've been working on this for the last four days. Do you want me to put it in for the yeah. next four days, and then I'll ask I'll ask you again on Tuesday or whatever? Uh, so actually, it is the it is the lowest friction time recording. Is that their tagline? No, <laughs> you know what? I, I don't know. What, I don't know. What, I don't really know anything about it, other than I've unpaid advertising. Other than I've been impressed, and in terms of engagement from developers, like developers filling in yeah. timesheets, it is uh, it is the most successful thing that I've right. seen. I mean, that is quite interesting. This speaking was a on message that. from our sponsors. <laughs> because uh, cause time, time recording is a great one where I've been in a team where it was completely like you were insulting their mother and their daughter and whatever <laughs> yeah. by asking them to do time recording. Yeah. But if you ask them to do something about a fucking ticket, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. What's the difference? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, well, again, but it's, 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 it's perceived... To a, to, I can answer that question, which is that the um, a developer taking the stance of I'll only do it if you put in a ticket, is putting up a barrier to entry. Right, I will not allow you, Mister Product Manager, or CEO, or whoever it is that comes yeah, yeah. wandering in saying, "Hey guys, can you just do this?" I, I'm going to make it as difficult as I can. Yeah, and, you, and actually, yeah, you're to do that. You're you're right in that. I think I think I. I I morphed my example because you're, you're absolutely right. If somebody walks in and says, can you just do this? Yeah. It's entirely appropriate to say, yes, I can. Let's talk about it if you want. Yeah. But at the end of that, right, okay, well, we need to put it into the prioritization process, whatever that involves. So th- so my example is more about, you know, when when an individual stops doing the right thing yeah. um, due to a process. Yeah. yeah. And, and I struggle because the alternative, of course, is chaos. I mean, it's not yeah. chaos. That's not the only alternative. But the other alternative is that you don't have these processes, that you allow everything to be a bit more freeform, you know, but then you might descend into chaos, yeah. you know, because you don't have these um, rules. And, and another good example, which is also Jira-related, is that over time we've designed a workflow. Jira allows you to do workflows. Other tools probably yeah. do the same thing. So now we have a workflow, which means that when you're in column A, 
you might only be able to move to column C and F. Oh man, I love these conversations. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't move to, you know, whereas in yeah. a, an alternative is, well, you just like Trello, yeah. you just go to any column. Yes. You know? and, yeah. and, and we've, we've gone through a series of individually minor steps and got to where we are. And, and to be fair, it is working. You know, nobody's complaining about it and we don't have a problem. But I do look at it and I think, wow, how did we get here? That yeah, is, yeah, that yeah, is yeah. lockdown central. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And different people are differently minded, definitely, in that. You know, I, I've known people who are very much the if I can codify this process in a in a tool, I will do. So this ticket go from this state to that state and from that state and you get all these massive yeah. state diagrams of, of, of where they can go. Versus, you know, I, I very much more err on the side of get the tool out of the way you, I will trust you to do the right thing uh, in the tool um, but with the risk that people will then yeah, abuse it or mess it up or yeah and I think that's it isn't it like I mean have you found that you can trust people to use it I mean at, at one point there was what 70 80 people on the team yeah, we were working yeah. on I mean was it I can't remember if it I was think a... totally yeah because there was there was there was only two columns. <laughs> but it was it was rare that someone not following the process actually denied you something. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Or or some something didn't happen um, because someone was able to drag this card from here to here on the Jira board that suddenly some whole part of the process went missing. Now, as always, everyone's environment's different, and I'm, I'm sure that would be a different story if by moving this card from this column to that column, I skipped the security review of my yeah, nuclear yeah, bomb yeah. launching uh, <laughs> software, which is an MVP. We need to talk about your frame of mind. <laughs> there were so many examples, and you went with global destruction. Yeah. <laughs> and I suppose, I suppose it, it comes down to, to uh, what's the tolerance for those kind of things happening, you know. We happened to be quite lucky, you know, where we were that there wasn't much process because it didn't need much process. Um, you didn't need gates because I have no doubt that if you tr- if, if we did have a need to introduce a security review process, for example, yeah. that people would uh, maybe not maliciously, but certainly with an eye to efficiency avoid doing things if they thought they could possibly not do yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. But again, it comes down, that comes back to, to the value. To me as a developer, there isn't much value in having to spend, say, two hours sat in a room with someone telling me why my code isn't good enough or you know has security holes and I have to go back to the drawing board. Yeah. yeah. Um, but to the organisation at large, there's probably... A lot. There's a lot more value than is is easy for for someone to perceive. I wonder if it. Um, I wonder if it generates itself. You know, like I, I bet there's some psychological speakers, psychological speakers, but some people that would have research that said that by imposing a process 
you you're you're setting a message that people aren't trusted and therefore they start acting in ways that indicate that they can't actually be trusted yeah I've explained that very well but like I wonder if you know we had an interesting thing actually this is this is quite interesting sort of related on our bugs we had three fields which were steps to reproduce actual behavior expected behavior and so the message was right fill these in and they started off being mandatory and I didn't really like that because sometimes that doesn't fit so we took that off yeah um, but it meant that, it, that the description field was never filled out. Right. So when you looked at the ticket, the way it was laid out on the screen, the description field was empty and then sort of bunched up at the top. Yeah. And then later on, when they changed the design on the right, was all the information. Um, and we used another tool which would import that information, but it would only import the description field. So then we said, okay, we'll just put a summary in the description field so that when we're browsing it, you know, we can see what it is, but continue to fill in the other fields. Yeah. And then visually, we move the description field up to the top. Right. And what happened? I feel like I'm doing a TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> you, did you say five million lives in Africa? Yeah. What happened was people stopped filling in the rest of the form. Right. Who had been doing it for months. Yeah. I mean, years. And and then suddenly, because we just moved this, these fields around in order to solve a different problem yeah. which was that it, it wasn't very visible people stopped filling it and they stopped putting the repro steps on and they stopped and they would just describe it in like in chat language yeah you know yeah. i'm not sure where i'm going with that other than that was an interesting thing about how people's behavior is sort of directed not by like the the ultimate outcome that you're trying to achieve yeah. which is i need to communicate this bug effectively so that it can be resolved yeah but just what the tool gives me yeah you know um, there's there's definitely a pain threshold when it comes to things like forms. <laughs> yeah. People's tolerance yeah. of a form that's any more than three or four fields is, yeah, 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 definitely very, and, not very yeah. high, right? Um, and maybe maybe in that situation, someone could argue that the description was enough to start the conversation, right? Because it's just you know yeah, a token yeah, yeah, for yeah. a conversation and all yeah. that. All that kind yeah, it's a good point. Do you need that other information in specific fields? What, where is the value to the organisation having those things? Well, well, you're, you're absolutely right because then sometimes you get bugs which are um, like actual behaviour. It doesn't work. Expected behaviour. It works. It works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My favourite. Yeah. <laughs> but you're right. In those situations, yeah. sometimes it's it's obvious. Yeah. You know, and so the the one line summary, you know, yeah. do this in the app, and it crashes. You yeah. know, it's obvious what's going on. And yeah, yeah you don't want people agonising over right. I mean, I remember that with stories. For years, the discussions about yeah, the yeah. right way to create a story. And then someone turned around and said, oh, you can't do um, as a I want. You have to do yeah. I want as a... Yeah. Is that... Well, I can't remember what way it started. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm going to lose some internet agile points, but I don't do that anymore. No, I, think I just true. write it as I, as I think it should be i had this conversation with someone today around you, you like you you start off by going this is how we're going to write our stories and then you get into the meta discussions of uh am i writing my stories in the the right way yeah and how should we write this story and then you realize that you've just spent three hours talking about whether the way the story is phrased in the right way or not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you're going to go, well, we all, we all understand what yeah. it is that we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. So should we just get on with that? Um, however, if you jump straight to, let's just write the stories in any way, without having had the conversation, 
Yeah, that's you true. don't know that, right? It's all about the journey. Yeah, <laughs> not destination. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you kind of have to have had the argument about whether the story is written in the right way yeah. to have confidence that you all actually understand. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Actually, and right maybe thing. going back to the workflow thing, the journey that created the workflow yeah. now means we don't need the workflow. Yeah, because everybody yeah. knows, and then as new people come on, unless we were to replace the whole team overnight, and then you'd need to sort of relearn. As people come on, they'll pick it up. I think it's fair yeah. to say a lot of bits of process arrive in response to very specific incidents. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. And I'm thinking, I, <laughs> I have to get my mind out of process equaling JIRA forms, right? That's, that's kind of where <laughs> yeah, I'm at right this minute. But, but, you know, this field is on this form because there was this one time when someone did this, which meant that when that got deployed, they'd forgotten about that. I forgot to mention that there was database migrations that needed to be run on this. So now there's a form on the JIRA field, which is... What database database migrations migrations to run. And eventually that becomes the field that has the dot in it um, as the way to get around the mandatory field of those kind of things. Um, However, (laughs) you know, potentially because of that incident as well, as a team, we've learned that we have to think about these things. And so we've, we've fixed that problem in another way, which is now everyone's much more aware that they have to be run. And so the reason I can put a dot in that field is because I've already had the conversation with someone. In fact, maybe I've even run the database migrations before I've deployed the code. Yeah. Um, you know, so these things get solved. So you, your processes have to be flexible in that way. Yeah. Um, and so here's a, here's, a, here's a bit of process that we're currently debating um, which maybe you've got some good input on code reviews mm. um, to, to sort of simplify it how, how can you get across in a code review in a pull request I should say not in a code review yeah. uh, but in a pull request I'm going to go back I'm going to start again the problem that we have is that sometimes a pull request is raised but the change hasn't been tested across everything that we know about by the developer as in um, it may work say we've got a product range of new products and old products yeah may have been developed and it works perfectly on new products but we haven't gone back and tested it on old products so then it gets PR'd it gets code reviewed on a code perspective but not a functional perspective yeah then gets sent to test who then fail it straight away because they say well it crashes when you connect to an old product yeah yeah so we were like right okay well this is silly we shouldn't do that i mean that's like it almost not compiling yeah you know right, what I mean? yeah yeah so we then uh realized that on github you can put templates into a pull request um so we agreed as a team what are the things that we we wanted to take um accountability for yeah. so yeah it doesn't crash on old products would yeah, be yeah. one of them wrote them up put them into the pull request as a template so every time you raise a pull request you get this message that says, have you checked that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, hasn't worked. Now people have blindness to that text. Right. They just skip yeah, over yeah, it okay, and yeah. carry so on. It yeah, yeah, I mean, you could have predicted it, I think, you know, even, you know, even retrospectively. When you, say, when you say it doesn't work, you mean it doesn't work in that people don't, well, clearly people don't fill it out. Do people still, does the problem still occur? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not, it's not very frequent generally, yeah. but it still occurs. So we were talking about it today and we said, well, actually, that, you know, that's cool. It hasn't worked. It was a, an experiment. Yeah, yeah. You know? And yeah. then we're like, so is there, is there another way? Or maybe, maybe your point is, well, just don't worry about it. 
if it's infrequent, you know. No, the point is not to worry about it. It's it's um, yeah, the problem with some of these things is that it does just become blindness. Yeah, that's a human problem, isn't it? Yeah. What if someone were to come and beat them with a stick? <laughs> well, I have docked their pay. Right. <laughs> Uh, you lose one holiday day for every failed uh, <laughs> compile. No, I know. I mean, you made me think there that um, uh, the situation where you start then repeating yourself, you know, like given a long enough time, the same topics come up in retro, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm sure we've spoken about this in the past. Yeah. You know, and and then you start thinking, oh God, not again! Haven't we already? Yeah. We've yeah, solved yeah. this one yeah. already. Yeah. You know, um, and actually recently I've sort of been more uh, diplomatic about that and I think, okay, that's fine. You know, we need to talk about it again. And I think yeah. some people are quite good at that. You know, I think some people are, are quite happy to keep keep pushing the same stories to the same people, right. you know, over a long period of time. Yeah, like they, yeah. they, they, maybe they appreciate that that is, like you said, it's a people problem and that is the game. Yeah. That for someone who may call themselves a coach, you know, that's what they have to do. You know, and some people need that and other people will transcend that and get it, you know, that kind of stuff. So yeah. I wonder if that's just part of it. Does the team feel pain when this thing happens? The well no, the ticket gets sent back and we're all we're all very relaxed about it. <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> it's, it's much more principled so than thing, isn't it? I mean it's like, <laughs> if no one feels any pain then of course no one's motivated to do anything about it. And, no, I mean the and, the pain yeah. is that you've suddenly got this extra bit of work to do that you know, like the classic graph where it's, that, it's more expensive to fix. But who's that? Who's that yeah. paying for? Is that is is that as a developer? Do I feel that pain? Like at the end of the day, I'm just writing code. Whether whether it's whether it, whether well, it's that's, I mean, that's rewriting the same code that I wrote last week, or whether it's a new bit of code. Yeah. Well, that's another topic about engagement, isn't it? Yep. You know, like and 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 sticks and carrots and that kind of thing. Because you're yeah. absolutely right. I mean, it. You know, it's a bit like I was saying at the top of the episode where. You know, somebody sees something, they're doing one thing, they see another thing, so they raise the ticket, put it back in the backlog. Now the backlog's bigger. Now I'm not saying that thing doesn't exist. Um, I'm not quite sure what I'm saying because the thing exists, so you have to get sort of deal with it. Yeah. But on the other hand, there is that risk that you end up just sort of um, unengaged with with the overall quality of the yeah, product right. and you're just yeah, like yeah. I'm just going to work through tickets yeah. the process says that what I do is I come in I take a ticket yeah. I do the ticket I put it back in where it came from whether it came from a, an, a, an error of your own or an, an inefficiency of your own or externally or wherever yeah. doesn't matter yeah. to some people you know I want to ask about um, Agile as a process. And uh, so the, depending on what flavour of Agile you adopt, almost certainly it brings some level of process and a way of working to the team. Um, one of the arguments um, I've seen is that it, it can reduce development to take a ticket work on it ship it yeah grab the next thing do it rather than let's all be invested in where this thing's going and 
what it's going to do and you know maybe we decide between ourselves that it changes and it's not what's written on the tickets it's something else do you think that's a fair oh I definitely decision? do yeah I definitely do I do and I see that you know with with um, not not necessarily with my team per se but with people um, uh, people in, in the industry yeah you know that the agile is a process yeah and you know if you do it then you are agile which is probably true that's sort of that's like that would be some kind of logical correctness you yeah, know? yeah. Um, but certainly yeah I feel like some people then lose sight of um, whether they're doing the right thing or the pragmatic thing or or what not yeah do you see that as well oh yeah definitely I, I yeah. mean I think I, I think oh, it, it was there, a rhetorical there's, question there's, there's process <laughs> theatre right which, oh I like that yeah, yeah. because I've followed this process it must be then it, it must be it must be okay but again it, you know it all comes back to that idea of value and you have to look at it and say well what what's the actual value that I get from doing this thing? yeah and it might be something like stand-ups yeah am I really getting value if my stand-ups are an hour long and just involve everyone I was talking to someone the other day who said that their stand-ups were an hour long huh. and I couldn't fathom this is this may become a bit insulting but I couldn't fathom the how a group of people could allow that to be and maybe it's just a personality thing but that means there had to be more than one person who who was allowing a stand-up to go on for that long and then they were all whinging about it (laughs) and i'm like well just don't do it like and in my head and maybe again it's maybe it's just my personality but i'd be like this isn't working you know let's go and change it but these group of people were like it's easily it's easily done. I mean, I've been in stand-ups that have lasted an hour, but not it's like easy. every day. I mean, the, the, no, the, no, the no, complaint no, here no. was that it was every day. Yeah. It was a you know a classic shopping list style. Well, first I did this, yeah, and I did yeah. that, and now I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to do that. You know, but um, is it just fed by the perception that okay, to me this is really boring and no use, but maybe everyone else finds it useful. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, or maybe it maybe it smacks of like trust or empowerment issues that people in that team didn't feel like they could say, yeah, you know, this isn't working for me, you know, and they didn't appreciate what was what value was being added to other people or that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, I'm always interested in things like the Valve story, right? You know, um, and they've got the Valve. Is it Valve or is it Steam? Well, are they the same. Valve, sure. yeah, yeah, Steam. You know, where they've got this like nobody has a title, you go and work on whatever you want. Yeah. You know, and, and all their desks are on wheels and they just push them around the office. Yeah, yeah. Uh and I just I'd love to see it. I'd love to yeah. see it. And is that you know, is it really that we've all got it wrong and that is a perfectly valid way to work, or is it just because they were lucky to get a good set of leaders, you know, a good set of um, you know, team members and it just worked for them do you know do you know yeah what I'm saying? I'm, I mean I'm, I'm willing to bet there's plenty of people out there that would tell you how it didn't work for them I don't know maybe yeah. maybe, maybe I'm wrong but um, well I suppose I mean all I really saw was the fancy cartoon style handbook yeah that they, right, that yeah. they generated and I suppose you're right yeah, that's that's going to paint a particular picture yeah yeah so, but you do hear stories about it you know there was that big um, book wasn't there the maverick something or other Oh, I'll have to put it in the show notes but this was about a similar situation where um, somebody had this organisation and everything was open right you know, and uh, salaries were written uh, yeah, on the yeah, board okay. and this is like in Brazil or something yeah that's it? right yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
you know, and and how this was like this was the way that we should all be working. Yeah. You know, um, and I just think, yeah, I want to, I want to experience that. I want to see if it really, really does work, or whether it's lucky's probably the wrong word, but it's like a confluence of particular qualities that make it work. Yeah. And actually, mostly, it's that's not, you know, that's sort of unachievable. You know. I think I think you'd have to be very lucky for that to work that's my my gut feeling is you 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 need the right kind of people well that's what yeah I mean that's what I think it's like when we when we spoke about open source you know and and I was saying is 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 open source such a a big prevalent thing in software development because you had these characters like Richard Stallman and his you know colleagues that were so for it that it made it that and maybe it's the same thing yeah you know if you've got an organisation and the people at the top are so you know fundamentally into a particular way of working does that allow it to succeed which ironically might say that that's still a command and control environment it's just the command is do what you want (laughs) but but, but don't you think that somewhere along the line do do you think we get the whole story on that because ultimately at some point you know Valve whatever his name Gabe is it? Uh, it's going to have a vision for where this thing is going, or you know, or not, maybe not even a vision, but just understands market pressures, yeah. customer requirements, whatever it may be. And so he will go. You know, his job is to kind of say, "This is where we're headed. This is what we're going to do." And then if everyone goes, "That's lovely," but I'm not working on that. I'm I'm busy working on this. Yeah. I mean, do, do we really believe that at some point he's not going to go, guys? <laughs> don't want to be a Debbie Downer. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Really I strongly believe. suggest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, so you can do so, what you want, but so I can I can well imagine that there is still some process there that says, well, yeah, you can do what you want, but I also wonder whether the participants in that kind of um, uh, structure are maybe a little bit delusional as well. In, I say as well as well as what I don't know, but maybe they think that they've got this free will, <laughs> and actually it's like just... the Truman Show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. But you know what I mean. Like we've spoken in the past that some people really work effectively when they are told what to do, yeah. and that's okay. You know, and this sort of this dream which is pitched that everyone is this independent entrepreneur that's able to make their own decisions and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've certainly not. I certainly don't think that's true of everyone. And no, I, a, I agree. And there's a perfectly um, valid position for people who, you know, they don't want to have that kind of um, responsibility and they want to be told what to do and that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and maybe in these, like, uh, different types of environments, it's just that that is happening. Like you said, this guy Gabe yeah. is sort of subversively, unconsciously telling everyone what to do. Yeah. And they all think that they're like got this complete free will. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And actually they're not. They're just yeah, still yeah, driven yeah, by yeah, the yeah, same, yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> Subliminal messages flashing up on their monitors. <laughs> yeah. So Greg, what do you think? Is it time to bring in more process? No, I think I'm gonna have an undercover operation. And I'm going to secretly, once a week, remove one of the process restrictions oh, and workflow man. steps and see if anybody notices. <laughs> great <laughs> See idea. if I can bring down the company from. Do you know you should do it. Um, you know what Netflix have Chaos Monkey? 
Right. Do you know what Chaos Monkey is? Oh, yeah, isn't it? And it kind of randomly turns off servers and, and all this yeah, kind of stuff. See what happens. happens. Yeah. I think you should you should have Chaos Monkey, but for Jira. Yeah. Just removes removes fields from yeah. screens yeah. or removes entire projects. Maybe that would be interesting. <laughs> this project disappeared. Yeah. No one noticed for weeks. We had that, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is a true story. That um, We were messing around with permissions and then... Um, it, we made it so that individual developers couldn't could only see their own tickets. Right. So they couldn't see other people's tickets. Right. And nobody noticed for like four weeks. <laughs> you know, and if you're talking about collaboration and how yeah, everybody yeah, yeah, should yeah. be involved in everything, and yet here we had a situation where for four weeks, like one of wow. our teams, the individual developers didn't notice that they, you know. So that's that said to me, right, well, then you're, you're obviously not looking. You're only you're logging in, looking at your own stuff, you know. But so maybe that's a... You could take a good message away from that. Maybe they didn't need Jira to collaborate. Maybe maybe they, you know, their collaboration oh, was done. Damn you with your face to face in person with the product owner in the room or something. Well, we're, we're all remote, but you're right. There's a there's a heavy Slack, um, yeah. you know, community. So yeah, you, yeah, you're, you're probably right. that's the more positive angle on it. Yeah, <laughs> good, good. <laughs> I'm available for hire. <laughs> all right, that's that's good, isn't it, Jess? <laughs> all right. If you want to tell us that it's good, tell us at BitPicking on Twitter. Or give us a five-star review on podcast provider of your choice. Wherever you found this podcast. Let's do it again next time. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Greg. Bye. Bye. Go you stop you stop the recording. <laughs>